listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Hour 2. 713-780-3776. Moneyline is in the building. At Moneyline 97.5 is where you can find us on Twitter. At Carlson Radio, at Josh Jordan 97.5, at Jerry Bow Knows with a Z, 713-780-3776. If you want to text us, hit us up on Twitch. Find us on Podcast Arena if you miss anything. Find us on Sports Map. That's where you can find all of our great content. Thank you for all the clicks. We just keep growing. Yeah, another huge month for Sports Map. If you want to check out all the stuff going on with the Texans, Cody Stutes has you covered. All the All the camp info that you could want. I'm going to start putting out my fantasy football content this week. So basically, I'll be doing some mock drafts, and I'll, I'll give my thoughts on some values that I find in specific rounds. Jerry's got his bookie busters every week. And we got a question on Twitter uh, from Chris E. You know, he used to intern up here. He might still. I haven't seen him in a while. Shout out. Yeah. How, what's up, Chris? Thanks for listening, man. And he wanted to know, you know, with, with the Texans getting rid of Foreman, maybe they should trade for Adrian Peterson. What do you think about that? I'm not against it. Yeah. He he looks the freshest at that age that I've ever seen, right? And yeah. There's a crowded backfield over there where he's at. Chris Thompson's still there. Guys, Guys coming comes back. back. Yeah. It's tough. I I would take him in a heartbeat. I would too. I don't see the Texans actually trading for what you know what's a shame is we did a sports map video with Joel Blank last year when we said the Texans should have signed him when he was a free agent. And Man, he had, a, he had a good year. He still got something in the tank. He, he has a gym in this area. It would have made a lot of sense for him to sign here. You wouldn't have had to give him a lot of money. You could have had him for nothing. Now you have to give up a pick. And if I'm the Redskins, you know, I'm not sure Geis is going to make it healthy. And Chris Thompson's been hurt. I'm not trading Adrian Peterson if I'm the Redskins. I feel like I, I need him. He still, he still makes a difference. So, you know, I would love for the Texans to do it, Chris. It's a good thought. I, I don't think it's going to happen, though, unfortunately. I, like I said, I wish they would have signed him last year. Then you wouldn't have had to trade for him. But, you know, it is what it is. So, Adrian Peterson, it would be fun to root for him in a Texans uniform, but I don't think it's going to happen. Now, his name has popped up in the last few weeks for the wrong reason. And once I got into it and you start thinking about and and I don't wish this on nobody, so let's get that out there. I'm not talking down on them. Whatever happened, who knows? Bad investments, bad spending. Yeah. But did you hear about that birthday party he threw down? <laughs> I did. I've because now pictures. when you're talking about being that they, the man's going in debt, and, and then you think about the party, I mean, this party was way over the top. He came in like riding on a camel. Like that is how you make an entrance into your birthday parties. Come in riding on a camel. On a camel. And th- I mean, there was flamethrowers. I think they escorted him. I don't know what animal he rode in on from the house to, I, I think it was in a tent or something like that. And uh, how much money was blown into that? No doubt. And who knows? That might have been when. You know, he still had all his money before, you know, the bad investment or, or whatever it was that led to it. Just, who knows? But, yeah, it's it definitely gave all the websites like Barstool Sports a reason to to pile on. You know, you, you feel bad for anybody that's lost that amount of money. And, you know, that's probably one of the reasons he still keeps playing football. He, he needs that paycheck and he can still play. And obviously, I think he loves the game, too. What does a party like that cost when you got Jamie Foxx DJing? You got Wale performing. You have... 
Peterson coming out with snakes on this he, <laughs> the man snakes they had to they had to get some snake charmers to come in town I mean come on and velvet drapes there was an ice sculpture of his of his initials that I don't know how many thousands they imported trees and he sat on a throne <laughs> he had a throne at his own party again I don't sure. I don't risk the man nothing bad but but dang. <laughs> Dude, he knows how to do it right. You know, that's the thing with Jamie Foxx is, is, is he's known as like a party thrower. He's thrown some uh, for P. Diddy and a lot of these other guys in Hollywood. And apparently he throws the best parties. And he he says he does it a lot in a more affordable way. I think, you know, he can get it done for, you know, three or $400,000 where other party planners, it would cost millions. And, uh, you know, he told P. Diddy, like, let me throw this party for you. You know, you, he's just got a bunch of Pepsi on the table and a, a bowl of chips. That's not exactly how you should roll in Hollywood if you're trying to impress people. Party, planning. Let's do party, comma, planning. Because this next story has a little bit of both. And he should have done better. The party was good, but the planning wasn't. Georgia Southern quarterback, Shy Wirtz. Arrested after trying to pass off cocaine for bird poop during a traffic stop. <laughs> so what in the world is going on? That's that's a bold move, Cotton. Right? Like that's not bad, right? You, you got the coke in the bag, and the cops are behind you, and you just kind of shake it out on your windshield and hope you pass it off for bird poop. I haven't heard that one before. Well, what happened here was the guy was pulled over for initially for a speeding violation. Before the powder was discovered, the driver of the vehicle contacted 911 instead of pulling over. Like, no, I'm going to call him while we're driving. So he contacts him. He said he's not pulling over until he reached a further into town, got into town. And the lights, uh, because without lights, it was unsafe. So so he <laughs> he gets into town. And then now they get out of the car and they walk up and there's a bunch of powder on the hood. So that whole time that he didn't feel, it was not that he felt unsafe. He was trying to dump. He was trying to dump it. He was throwing it out. It's going all over the hood. The cop walks up and he sees this, and his first, his first reaction, his first thing, it's bird poop. <laughs> Dude, that's hilarious. But he probably looked like Scarface with coke all over his nose. That, I think that's probably what blew his story right from Jump Street. Let's get to another funny story that I ran across. Chaos erupts as a bat terrorizes Spirit Airlines. Now I've heard a lot of bad things about Spirit Airlines. Yeah, bags getting lost. Fights, fights all over YouTube or Spirit Airline fights, man. It, you know, they make the joke that you have to pay every time you go to the bathroom on those flights. I haven't <laughs> flown it myself, but uh, you hear a lot about Spirit. It's like the, the Waffle House where you always get fights there on YouTube. You always get fights on Spirit Airlines. Well, my only experience with them I didn't want to touch nothing. I didn't want to. It, it's it's a whole different crowd up in there. I, yeah, there was a barefooted man in front of me. Of course there I'm was. I'm like, where is he going? <laughs> he acts like he's going to Sao Padre or something. This man was you're like, where do these people come out from? Spirit Airline, it's like their own breed. Oh, no You doubt. feel guilty whenever you're online trying to book something. And then you're like, okay, I'm going on a nice trip. And then, and then you get to the prices. You're like, dang. When did prices go up so much? And you scroll down, and then you see one cheat thing. So then you click it, and then it pops up Spirit Airlines. You look to your left, to your right. Is anybody watching me? <laughs> you go incognito mode. <laughs> you open up the computer, and you're like, all right, I'm not going to tell anyone. <laughs> then your friends that you're going on this trip with, they're all like, hey, so when are you flying out? We're all flying out to Cancun that Thursday. 
You're like, man, I just can't get off of work, so I'm going to fly out Thursday evening. I'll meet you guys there. Oh, that's cool. We'll pick you up from the airport. No, that's fine. That's I, don't, right. no, no. No, I don't want y'all <laughs> to do good. that either. You got you to gotta sneak your way in until you get there and your bags come up lost. Now you got to get your friends involved, right? Now you need your friends. And then all of a sudden now, they're thinking, why in the world did you book Spirit Airlines? Oh, they know why. There's only one reason to ever do that. It's because it's cheaper. It's like a People of Walmart video when you're flying Spirit, Spirit Airlines, man. It's, a, it's, it's different. You saw that video, right, of the guy using his feet to swipe the uh, the TV screen oh on, on the airplane? It's all over Twitter, and he's I just swiping through the menu with his feet, and he's got his socks off on the on the, <laughs> on the airplane. Man, it look, I hate flying no matter what. It's not my favorite. I like to have a couple cocktails to relax me, but a lot of it's just you know the awful amount of leg room that you have, and you know the beverage cart coming by, and you know. I don't know. I, I don't enjoy it. That's why I like to have a few drinks when I get on the plane. But on Spirit Airlines, God, I'd hate that even more. It, all the all the extra room, everything is gone. I mean, ugh, no thanks. I'll One person bus. that won't be riding or or flying Spirit, hopefully, Zion Williamson, signed Jordan Brand, supposedly seven years, seventy five million. Was that a great move? Yeah. <laughs> ton of money do you see he he did this little video with the the new orleans saints where they did like a shooting contest with basketballs and um he, he you know he went against drew Brees and alvin Kamara, and he basically gave all the guys on the saints like a pair of his shoes it was a pretty cool deal now some people are saying that if he would have signed it the timing of the contract actually ended up costing him money but from what i'm understanding here is he passed up money because you had people like puma who try to try yeah. to make a try to reemerge as one of the leading brands by getting DeAndre Ayton? And we know that didn't work out for him. So now they try to come out and they they have big, they had big deals on the table that would have paid Zion more than what he's getting paid now. But it's something about having that little jump man symbol on you that that'll make you make that decision. It's true. I mean, some people just want to if the offer is at least competitive then maybe they want to go with the brand they're a little more familiar with and more excited about. I can't blame them for that. And we hear him compared all the time to LeBron James. LeBron James came out with a seven-year, $87 million shoe deal with Nike before his rookie season. And that's why they're saying um, if he would have timed it different before the draft and whatnot. But, again, if you made it and you signed with Jordan Brand, let's not forget that blowout of that shoe. Yeah, that's oh, that's right. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, he ended up getting some paper. He he didn't go triple B, the, the big ballers. <laughs> Are they even still in business? Man, I saw they were they had a a basically a discount table set up at a it was like a I mean it wasn't a professional game. I think it was like a high school game. They had the shirts laid out and then I mean they were going for 15, 20 bucks, t shirts, triple B, baller big baller brand. <laughs> Selling shoes out of their trunk. Did anybody ever get their shoes? <laughs> Dude, there were all kinds of reports. They got uh, reported to the Better Business Bureau, the other three Bs. <laughs> How poetic is that? But yeah, people, they weren't getting their, their shoes or the order was wrong or they just get one shoe. It's been a disaster. But look, if you're sending money to LeVar Ball, that's on you, man. 
45 minutes to go, three segments. We're going to jump into player aggression in fantasy football, maybe some sleepers. I got a question the other day. Someone is saying, hey, I got a draft. So people are already drafting. Yeah, we're going to get that fantasy info out to you. We're also going to do some quick previews. We're going to do NFC South and NFC West, I believe. So we'll we'll get into, you know, what do you do with Todd Gurley? We'll get into Julio Jones. We'll touch on all that. We'll get you ready for your drafts. 713-780-3776. We got about 15, 20 minutes till we get the fantasy football team name uh, winner for the uh, listener appreciation party. If you want to get in on there, 713-780-3776. We'll be back. You're listening to Monday Night ESPN 97.5. You got the chill, the chill, the chill, the chill. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline, 713-780-3776. At Moneyline 97.5 is where you can find us on Twitter. The squad is in the building. Andrew Carlson, Josh Jordan, Jerry Bowe knows. We got another entry from Twitter for the fantasy football names, and this one's good. Uh, he's got he's got to be in here okay. somewhere. Kelly Rankin says, "I had golf last year, so my team name was Turn Your Head and Golf." <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. Again, we got it's about ten one. minutes. This next break, we'll gather up and we'll take our uh, we'll, we'll have our vote. So right now, we have four four names that have sta- uh, that, that stand out at the moment. 713-780-3776 if you want to get in your name at Moneyline975. If you want to get it, hit us on Twitter with the best team name. We'll be seeing you August 15th at the party. No doubt about it. And we a lot of the morning we've been talking about Dante Foreman getting released by the Texans. Uh, look, I, I'm disappointed. At least he should have a chance to maybe get on with another team because of the timing of when they're letting him go. Actually, his dad on Twitter, Derek Foreman, saying receiving the unfortunate news about him being released. But the team, they they have no hard feelings from Dante or the team. They wish the Texans good luck moving forward. So very classy response from Dante's dad. So I, I'm disappointed. I was really looking forward to watching him play. But Texans had other plans. So, you know, we move on. Let's move on to the NFC South. Let's do it. Where do you want to start, my man? You want to start uh, with Atlanta? Yeah, let's go ahead. We The talk of this offseason, Julio Jones' contract. Yeah, and you know he's coming off another surgery here preseason. He's expected to be ready for the regular season, but he's not going to play at all in the preseason. So that does – I mean, let's be real, Jerry. I know Julio has a great resume, obviously, as a fantasy football producer – but that's concerning, right? If you're using a first-round pick on a guy and he's not playing at all in the preseason and he's coming off a of surgery, like that worries me a little bit. And trying to get paid. But yeah. we know the problems with him on the field aren't so much his yards. He, he gets 1,677 of them. It was his, the inability to get in the end zone for whatever reason. That Andre Johnson factor, right? Yeah, and then all of a sudden... Faith was restored when we saw him break that big one down the sideline, and he broke it. Remember, that was his first one, and you're thinking, yes, please add something because the yards aren't a problem. 
It's no. getting in the end zone, which what do you say your problem? He had eight, which is high, but for the amount of yardage that he's getting and the inability to get you those six points, it makes all the world different. It does. And I mean he had like three hundred yards in one game. So he's really kind of boomer bust. You know, they have Ridley on the other side, who I, I think is a nice option too, so that should take some pressure away. Hey, Freeman should be back at running back. That could be big for them. Let's talk about him a little bit. What do you expect? Are you even going to take a take a shot on Freeman? Do the injuries scare you off? Or is he a guy you're targeting as a bounce-back candidate this year? Oh, I don't know what to think of him. A few years back, remember, he was one of the, not to say the first, there's always been dual-threat uh, running backs, but for fantasy-wise, you know, he was a, he was a weapon to have. He's a first-round pick. Exactly. You were using him because his ability, right after he got that contract, remember that very next fantasy football season, he was given uh, drafted in the first round, late first round. And all of a sudden, I don't know what to think of him. Coleman's gone. I mean, they still got Edo Smith back there. So how much of a factor is that going to be? I think Freeman is the, the main guy. I, I really believe that. And I think they're going to use him quite a bit. I, look, I know that the injuries scare you a little bit, but... He's a great player. He's really good catching balls out of the backfield. If you take him, he's going around pick 33. So, I mean, that's kind of the back end of the third round if you're in a 12-team league. I, that feels a little pricey to me, don't you? I mean, third round for Freeman with that way injury pricey. history. Yeah. Way pricey. I like guys way better around the, uh, other in that range, other guys rather than him. How about the quiet but consistent quarterback in Atlanta, which ended up third? In scoring, yeah, and no one even talks about that. Everyone wants to talk about Andrew Luck this year. Everyone wants to talk about Deshaun Watson. Everyone wants to say Aaron Rodgers is going to do his thing. Matt Ryan beat all them with a thirty-five to seven touchdown interception ratio. Good for the third overall finish. I like him. I do too. Here's what's tricky with him, though. He's one of those every other year guys, and exactly. he, you know what I mean. And he relies heavily on touchdowns. And every other year, it seems like his touchdown rate, not seems like it does, it dips insignificantly. So he's a player that now that he had this great year last year, you're going to have to pay more for him. He's going right now at about uh, about the seventh round, middle of the seventh round is where you have to get Matt Ryan. And it's funny, you can get Drew Brees is now going after Matt Ryan. You know, it's really interesting with Brees. Like, he didn't even have 500 pass attempts last year. So that's why you see Breeze a lot lower this year because they're not throwing the ball as much. They're running the ball a lot more. It's not it's not that Saints offense that you always think of where Breeze throws it all over the place. That They're not throwing as much anymore. So Breeze worries me a little bit this year. But back to Matt Ryan, I mean, in that range, it's going to be, like I said, a, you know, a seventh-round pick. You can get Carson Wentz in the eighth round. You can get Kyler Murray also in the eighth round. And Russell Wilson, you can get in the ninth round. Cam Newton, you can get in the ninth round. I'd rather have one of these guys a little later, Cam Newton, Russell Wilson. Let's stick with Cam Newton since it's in the NFC South. I think he could have a really nice bounce back year. I mean, he could end up being, he could finish as a top five quarterback. So especially, you know, that rushing yards, that helps you so much. And I I really like his weapons this year. I think DJ Moore is going to take the next step. McCaffrey, we love him as a check down option. Give me Cam Newton a little bit later. Later is the key here because later in his season, weeks 11 to 16, which matters to us fantasy guys, he doesn't face a top 10 defense, any of that. So that's a great. You talk about the rushing, 488 rushing yards made him the QB4 as far as rushing. His attempts, though, 101 made him the QB2. And that's with 
missing two games. Yeah, and it, you know he stopped running a lot after he, he took that big hit from T.J. Watt. I think it was around week 10, week 12. He kind of became more of a checkdown Charlie, which is one of the reasons that Christian McCaffrey was incredible towards the end of the year because they were running the ball more and, and they were checking down because Cam's shoulder was bad. He didn't want to push it down the field. So I really like Cam coming into this year. We want to see him throw a little bit, right? He's coming off you know, the shoulder injury. We want to see how he looks in the preseason. I did want to give you the stat on Christian McCaffrey. No other running back did this in the entire league. Snap percentage, eight of their 16 games, he was on the field for 100% of their snaps. 100%. 100% in half their games, McCaffrey was on the field. Nobody is going to get more volume than him this year. And that you know that's big for fantasy. Talking about volume, 124 total targets for a running back. Whew. That would have made him wide receiver 14. Unbelievable. For a running back. Think about that. His friends call him C-Mac. <laughs> I call him my first pick of the draft if I'm I get you. my chance in a PPR. PPR, it, for, for me, it's him and it's Alvin Kamara. I love both of them, but... Just the opportunity for McCaffrey, just how much he's on the field. I think he's going to be fantastic this year. And I talk about these guys. When you get these elite running backs that can catch the ball and run the ball and they score a lot of touchdowns, to me it's like having a fantasy player and a half. You know, it's like having a good running back and an average receiver all wrapped up into one player. So if you have one of those top four picks, it's a no-brainer. You're going with Barkley, Zeke Elliott if he reports, McCaffrey, and Kamara. You know, you can decide in what order you want those guys. But for me, I go back and forth, you know, with how to order them. But I love McCaffrey's upside this year. And Kamara. You you know, Mark Ingram gone. We'll talk about Kamara quickly. I think he's going to be, like, remember the beginning of last season when Mark Ingram was suspended and Kamara's numbers were just out of control? I think we're going to see closer to that. I think he's going to get more opportunity this year with Mark Ingram out of the offense. Mark Ingram... You know, he's good at catching the ball, and that's kind of Kamara's thing. I don't think Latavius Murray is going to come in and take, you know, catches away from Kamara. I think he's going to have a big year. Yeah, he won't take catches away, but I think he'll take those goal line, you know what I mean? Those inside the five, and where Latavius Murray's going, he's not even really a true handcuff. And what's to say that Kamara could play all 16 games? What? I don't see him being as. He's not maybe like Brittle Brita. No. Right? He plays, man. Yeah, so. What if he was? Because remember, when we saw him get hurt, was on that, he, he did a, a, I believe he was a kickoff return during that playoff or leading up to the playoffs. He got a concussion. concussion, yeah. And then he was out. What's to say that he doesn't get knocked out, making Latavius, and that's with anybody. We could use sure. that for any any backfield. But one thing you know is that there's a, uh, a hole to be filled, and that hole was Mark Ingram, which isn't just a backup hand- handcuff role. It was an actual role solidified in that offense, and it's something that he, Latavius Murray's going to have to at least, at least a, a grab at a piece of it. No doubt. And But it's kind of funny with, with the Latavius Murray. He's going around pick 81, which is the back end of the seventh round. Is that about right? It's still risky. You're right? Yeah, it's risky there, to be honest with you. It's, it is. Yeah, that's kind of a high price tag. But if he could become the guy, and you saw Theo Riddick, he went and worked out for the Saints. I was worried that Theo Riddick was going to sign there and take away some of those pass-catching opportunities from Kamara, but that didn't happen. He signed with the Broncos, making the Broncos backfield just ugh, for fantasy. That's going to be hard to handicap. I think it's going to be a committee over there. But back to the Saints, Drew Brees, I think, 
temper your expectations for him, guys. He's he's just not throwing the ball as much as they used to, which means Kamara gets a boost. We saw Michael Thomas got that long-term deal. That's good news. He'll be in, in the camp now. So lock Michael Thomas in as a first-round pick. And something we don't regularly throw into our handicaps or into our projected or projections of fantasy, what does Hill do is because you know what I mean the, the 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 backup quarterback that they put in there on gimmicky plays. At the end of the day, whenever you see Hill come out on that field, you think no. If you're that's your running back, you're thinking no. Please don't do this yeah. to or me Drew or Breeze or, or, or yeah. anybody. You're thinking please or even receivers because he'll just run and he'll run it in himself. Vulture that touchdown. and no one else gets any points. I hate yeah, that. It's the worst. But I love it when you're handicapping because you don't people don't see it. That's not thrown in there and and you can't you can't plan for that this year. Don't get me wrong. It's a little bit more planned for, but sure. it's such a gimmicky scheme. It's such a uh, do teams catch on for it? And what does Sean Payton do now? Does he keep using it? You know he has a trick up his sleeve now that he figured out it works. How many other teams are going to start doing that? It's a copycat league. That's if you true. have somebody on the bench, because I didn't know he'll had those kind of, of attributes to to do it on such a great level. Well, yeah. How is he not a guy that can get a shot somewhere? If he's such a explosive guy, right? It is. I, he's probably just not that great at throwing the ball. You know what I mean? But he's he's good in that role. And Sean Payton, he's smart. And Breeze is getting older, man. You don't you don't want him rushing. You know, you don't want him taking those hits and doing those quarterback sneaks. You know, give it to the bigger guy in Hill. And Michael Thomas, would, needless to say, yeah, he's pretty good at, at the football game, right? At yes. that, he's pretty good at playing with pigskins, right? No. But how good? How how high do you have him? Do you have him over um, DeAndre Hopkins, uh, Devontae Adams? And where do you fit him and Julio? Between those four, where do you fit him? I'd probably have him at like four. For me, it would be Adams, Hopkins, uh, Julio, and then Michael Thomas. That's wow. how I have it. There you have it, those four. And we got four entries to the Fantasy Football Team Name Contest. Coming up next, we're going to vote. We're going to give you a winner. And you're going to throw on that Sunday suit. We're going to Sears, kids. You're listening to Moneyline, ESPN 97.5. Let's You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline 713-780-3776. We're banging in here. Let's bang down some bets. 30 minutes. I promise you I'm going to drop it soon. These, These lineups should be released any minute now. 713-780-3776 713-780-3776 If you want to get in If you want to get in on our fantasy football leagues You got a few segments to go The weeks are getting here We're planning on running one maybe even next Saturday I'm trying to get in contact with a certain bar I don't even want to say who I don't want to spoil it But once we do I'll be reaching out to a few of you See if you can make it to the first draft There'll be a few of them But we're trying to get them out of the way I hate to be I draft way too early guy Yeah But then I hate to be the guy that I know you have your own life going on and in your own drafts. And once you get to that last week of August or the, the holiday weekend in early September, that's when you usually do your drafts with your people. So last thing I want to do is have us backed up and having you running around, figuring out how you're going to draft with Moneyline and doing your team. So we'll try to get them all knocked out as far as the online one that as well. As soon as it fills, we'll run that one. 
no, I can't wait, man. And we just kind of for my the the fantasy league I play in with all my high school buddies, we locked ours down. So we're going to be doing it the Sunday of Labor Day weekend, like you said, a little closer to the start of the football season. So we're looking forward to that. And uh, last segment, we kind of hit on the NFC South. Did you want to go give out these uh, these tickets here, or did you want to wait a little bit? Let's go ahead and give them out here. The four finalists, over-the-pants hand shop, hide your chub, turn your head and golf, and the good old Black Hole Raider. <laughs> Black Hole Raider. What's your vote here, Josh? Uh I'm such a big Matt Schaub fan. Not really. Uh, I'll go with the over-the-pants hand Schaub. Now, Andrew got his vote in, Black Hole Raider. Our man Drew got his vote in, Black Hole Raider. Yep. Off to a two-to-one lead. I hate to be the the guy to to separate it here. And I wish I had enough tickets to, to give them to all of you. And if sure. I could come up on something this week, I'll, I'll reach back out. But the winner of this week's contest... I have to go with Black Hole Raider. I haven't Black heard Hole that Raider. one. I hadn't heard that one either. I haven't heard that one. It's 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 fun. Five five thumbs. Uh, let me let me be careful the way I say. It. I was about to say. <laughs> let me be careful. Let me just run away. That Black Hole Raider. You are the winner. The only problem here is though that we he called in, so yeah. we didn't get his information. So right. his name was Joe, I believe. Black Hole Raider. If you are listening right now. I hope you're a Black Hole Raider. You're our man of your name, of your team name. Uh, go ahead and call us right now, and we'll get your information. If you're not, then uh, or hit us on, on, on Twitter. Now, for whatever reason, this guy doesn't call. It's going to go back to Over the Pants Hand Shop. <laughs> okay. So there we have it. We'll see if, uh, yeah, and like you said, at Moneyline97.5, you can reach out to us on Twitter. And, uh there you go. There we have it. And there's our backup there if that one doesn't come through. So, listener appreciation party. Going to be fun. Thank you to Coors Light and Big City Wings. And that's not going to be our last giveaway. I might have a little plug on a, on, a, on one more pair. So, go ahead and follow us on Twitter, at Moneyline97.5. And stay tuned because we'll have a fun way. Not just, hey, caller X. or he, they, it, We'll have a fun way to win those tickets. Everybody will have a fair shot at it. Let's do it. And uh, last segment, we hit on the NFC South. We didn't quite get done with that division. So let's quickly wrap that up. We didn't get to Tampa. We got Bruce Arians there working with Jameis Winston. Mike Evans, we know how great a fantasy producer he is. But let's talk about some of these other guys here. What do you think? What do you think about Chris Godwin? Bruce Arians came out and said that he's not going to come off the field. He's going to play a ton this year. He was actually pretty darn good last year. He's going at about pick 45, though, man. You have to spend a fourth-round pick to get Chris Godwin. Your thoughts? The hype is real. It's Chris Godwin season. Everyone knows that with the departure of Adam Humphreys. Opportunity knocks, right? It does. Air raid offense. Todd Munkin's gone, though. Last year, quietly, they led the league in air yards by more than 50. Now, what can Winston do? Does he take a step forward? Does this offense play well to his attributes? Because fantasy-wise, we know he ended up as 18th, but he only played 13 games. So I like to look more as to his points per game. 20.8 points per game puts him at about quarterback 13 on the on the cuffs of being a QB1. The opportunity is going to be there. The volume is going to be there. I'm just out on Jameis, you know, especially after seeing him on hard knocks. I'm just, as a football player, I'm just like, 
doesn't feel like he has the temperament to be a quarterback with all the eating dubs and sucking on his fingers. You know, that famous meme of him. Yeah. You want to get a win? Yeah. I mean, he, he sounds like a psychopath. So, look, he's going to have a lot of volume, and he's got great weapons. And I like Bruce Arians, you know, mentoring him. But I just – I'm done with him. I, I will go after Mike Evans. O.J. Howard's a guy, a, t- a tight end I like in the middle rounds. I think he could take a big step forward this year. You know what's funny is Peyton Barber at running back. I mean, he's almost free. His ADP is so bad. And Ronald Jones is getting drafted over him. And pretty much they're saying Peyton Barber's the starter. I think both guys are going to play. But, you know, he might be a guy. It's just, man, Peyton Barber, you're not excited about him. And, and Ronald Jones, like, barely played last year. So, eh, I don't love their offense, but... I think they're going to put up some passing yards. So Mike Evans, O.J. Howard, yes for me. The rest of the guys, I like Chris Godwin, but I'm not spending a fourth-round pick on him. Somebody else can do that. And let me clean up my numbers a little bit here. Jameis Winston finished 21st. He actually missed the five games. I had miswrote it. 23.6 points. Because When I was saying, I'm like, no, he was actually higher than that because I was thinking he was a QB1 on a points-per-game basis. 23.6 points per game puts him ahead of Breeze. Right, it puts him ahead of Russell Wilson, uh, Duck, Duck, Dak, <laughs> Duck Prescott, Dak Prescott, Philip Rivers, Cam Newton, all guys that are getting drafted over Winston. If you put twenty three point eight points per game, and let's not forget why he was missing. How many points was Ryan Fitzpatrick throwing up? Yeah, that's true. So let's think about that. Anyone else on that roster that you want to have? No, that's probably Mike Evans. I'll probably take second, third round, and. Maybe O.J. Howard, and like if he falls to the sixth round, I'll be interested. I kind of don't want to spend a fifth round pick on a tight end. I just I feel like there's such a gap between the elite guys and Kittle, Ertz, and Kelsey, and then that next group of guys, you know, which is O.J. Howard. Um, who's the other guys in there? Evan Ingram's in that tier. Also, Hunter Henry. If I can get one of those guys in the sixth round, I'm feeling good about it. But I'm seeing Evan Ingram going even sometimes in the fourth round. So I'm just. I don't find a lot of value there in those guys. And and if they fall to the fifth, then I'll be interested. Not the fourth. Too soon for me. Let's jump right over to NFC West. Let's do it. I would say uh, let's just start with the biggest news. Todd Gurley, what do we do with him? You know, he would if we knew his knee was going to be okay, you know, he would be a no-doubt first-round pick, right? But he's actually going into the second round because everybody's worried about that knee. They're worried about how much he's going to play. He's going at around, you know, the second pick of the second round, maybe 14th overall is kind of where he's going. What are you doing with Todd Gurley? That's insane to see him drop yeah. that much. But, again, do you take a chance? You know that there's someone out there going to take a chance on him. But how fast do you take a chance on him? Around that area he's going in, uh, you know, Odell Beckham, Juju Smith-Schuster. You have a, a Joe Mixon that has a big share of his team. Do you Tap the keg on Travis Kelsey and say, I'm going tight end right here. You have to take a big chance that early. I always tell people, you can't win your league with your first-round pick, but you can lose your league with your first-round pick. That's true. And if you take Gurley, does that mean you have to handicap or uh, handcuff him with Daryl Henderson? If that's the case, he's going 
kind of mid seventh round. So do you want to spend a second and a seventh round pick just to lock up that Rams backfield? And that's we talked about earlier about Latavius Murray, and he's going right. with eighth, ninth. So these guys that are handcuffs but maybe get some time, you having to spend eighth or ninth on them, that's yeah. tough. Eighth or ninth is where you can win your draft. That's where right. you can find a league winner. You can get your starting quarterback in that range. Exactly. So be very, very, very careful of the way you draft that because if you come out right off the top and you take a, a, a shot with Gurley in your first two rounds, yep. you better be have a liable option at running back going forward because you don't know what you're going to get. You don't. And let, let's stay with the Rams there because their receiving core is kind of tricky as well, right? Because they have three guys that are legitimate good players and Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods, and Cooper Cup. Now, Brandon Cooks and Robert Woods are basically going back-to-back. They, they are going around 41, 42 overall. You're going to have to spend you know, probably an early to mid-fourth-round pick. Out of those three guys, Cooper Cup's the better value. You see him falling into the fifth round. Do you like that better, Cooper Cup in the fifth, or would you rather have Cooks or Woods in the fourth? I like Cup. Yeah. I like Cup. He could get in the end zone. Yep. He, he, he gets targets. We saw how the – Drastically, the offense fell off last year without him. Yeah, it's true. Golf trusts him, but it's always hard to pick a team that has so many options. The only good thing is that, well, I guess not even good thing because you can't even say, man, this is where I know on these type of plays because they all line up in every position. You can interchange yeah. them, and that's what makes it so hard on defenses because you don't know where they're going to line up. You don't. And I kind of, I kind of like Cooks the best out of this group just because of his upside. He's a game breaker, and if you tell me, I think he could be a, a bona fide number two wide receiver for your fantasy team. Like a guy, as your number two, you're excited about starting him every week. If I can get it in the fourth round, a really good number two receiver, I'm going to do it. Yeah, and, and at that point, it becomes value. Again, yes. be, don't be that guy that goes into this year and says, I'm not going to get golf. I saw what he did in the playoffs last year, and right. I got a bad taste in my mouth in some games. Be the guy that says, if golf falls to me at the right point, I'll take him because it becomes value. No doubt about it. Look for value. Look for people uh, making mistakes. Look for that guy that went out there to start. You're in a draft room. You're, it's it's the war room, right? You look for that guy that you and look for familiarity with the with your teammates or league mates. Let's call them. So you know one guy. Uh, he's a big Cleveland guy fan, or not even. I don't even know if there's Cleveland fans out there, <laughs> but he's a big uh, Odell Beckham fan or a Baker guy. Or he's a guy that falls for the hype around people. So you're like, man. That dude right there, he's going to take a chance. And then all of a sudden, you see him against Odell Beckham. You're like, I guarantee you he's thinking about double dipping and he's going to get Baker Mayfield at yep. one point. Like, go ahead and plan for that. The guy that gets Kelsey, go ahead and look at what he's going to do because now he's chasing these other positions. Go ahead and start sniping him. You're like, oh, yeah, I know who he's going to get. Let me go ahead and snipe him because he's going to want him later on. And then I could go ahead and trade him later on. It sounds conniving, it sound, but, it, but, it's a, but it's a game. It is. You're trying to win. It's it's you're trying to win. So when everyone's getting drunk and everyone's got nacho cheese on their hands and they're going up there and they can't even find the sticker to put it on the board, there you are to catch light. And we're gonna catch lightning in a bottle this next segment. 713-780-3776. You listen to Moneyline ESPN 975. You're listening to Moneyline 
on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline 713-780-3776. The countdown is on. We'll call it a six-minute warning. So let's get it popping, Josh. Let's do it. We're going to finish up the NFC West here just quickly. We'll touch on a few things. So we did the Rams last segment. Let's get to the 49ers here, right? There's a lot of what's going to happen with this offense. You get Jimmy Garoppolo back. They've got some new receivers. Who knows if Marquise Goodwin's going to be on the field a whole lot this year with Dante Pettis coming in the mix and they drafted Sweeney. I think that the one guy I do want to highlight, Tevin Coleman, man. You know with the Shanahan offense how big he is with getting the ball to his running backs, especially throwing them the ball. Remember Shanahan used to be the OC in Atlanta, and that's where Tevin Coleman's exactly. coming from. And, dude, you can get him. Get this. You can get him in the, the sixth round. I mean, and you know, he could be – I think he could be a top 10 running back if he ends up being the main guy in that offense. So I like Tevin Coleman. Let's think of it like this. Going into last season when they acquired the Jarek McKinnon, remember the big deal? How high was Jarek McKinnon getting drafted? I fell for it. Remember, we had a funeral for him because he got injured. Uh, And it was an early funeral. It was early in the season. So what makes it? What makes you think that Jarek McKinnon is that much of an up, or, or upgrade? You know, like what the the buzz surrounding him last year is that much higher than what Coleman? Now you have brittle Brita, Matt Brita back there, and that's yeah. the name that that was given to him on this show because that's all he did. Every time that man went out there, you held your breath every hit, pop, and then he goes down, and just the way he went down, it was like a building collapse. He led the league in limping off the field and then coming back into the game. I, I swear to God. And he's a sleeper to leave it uh, to lead again. He He's in front of McKinnon right now because McKinnon's still coming back from that ACL. So... Look, he's a guy maybe on your bench. You grab him later in the draft just in case. Then at tight end, the guy that I have in a tier of his own. In tight ends, I have tiers, uh, and I have them separated up top. I have them weird because I only have a one-man tier in Travis Kelsey. And as two, I have a one-man tier. And, and don't get me wrong, everyone has a different George Kittle. Three, Ertz, and then I have it going down. The reason I have Ertz and Kittle separated is because Dallas Gardert and the way that Philly runs. I don't believe that uh, Ertz is going to have that type of production as what Kittle and uh, Kelsey will have. So I believe that they deserve to be on their own. Here, Kittle, Kittle, Kittle. I know, right? Like, George, here, like Kittle, this, Kittle. Yeah, I, I like him this year. It makes me worry, though, right? It's this is He broke out last year and with a different quarterback. He's going to have Garoppolo throwing to him this year. You think he's still going to be the number one target in that offense? He should be, right? He should be. Dante Pettis? Yeah. I mean, who they got back there? You, you said Marquise Goodwin might not. I don't. Uh, Debo Samuel? That's yeah. their number two listed right now. Debo yeah. Samuel. Who? His mom doesn't even know. <laughs> she's heard right now. She's listening. She's like, I think I know that guy. Another guy you might know, Arizona Cardinals drafted this guy that needs to shoot to the moon, Kyler Murray. He's getting drafted top 10 as Ew. far as quarterback. Do you see it that way? I mean, look, the thought is he's going to run, right? And you can get decent. He's got upside. You know, we think they're going to throw the ball. He's going to run. You're going to have to take him in the eighth round. So, and right now he's going behind Carson Wentz, behind Drew Brees, behind Matt Ryan. Uh, He's going in front of Russell Wilson and Cam Newton, though. So, for me, I like Kyler Murray. I like the upside, but he's a rookie quarterback with a – 
you know, a new coach in Kingsbury who's never done the NFL. So it's a little that's risky to me. I would rather have the guys going behind him and Russell Wilson, Cam Newton, and maybe even Jared Goff. Yeah, risky. His weapons are though there, so we'll see with a pass catching back like David Johnson, Old Yeller and Larry Fitzgerald, Christian Kurt, and Andy Isabella, which is a speedster. Yes. Does Ricky Seals Jones take that next step? We're yet to see. Let's keep moving along. We only got a few minutes. All right, let's do it. Let's move. Uh, we talked about Russell Wilson. Let's get over to the Seahawks. Let's start with Russell. Man, you can get him in the ninth round, about 98 overall. That's insane. I, yeah, that is insane to he's me. He's finished as a number one quarterback in the past. Now, the only thing that hurts them is they, that the Seahawks run it so much. They, they led the NFC in, in rush attempts, which leads me to Chris Carson. And last year, again, going in, we were on the Rashad Penny train. Right. Yes. And now he had that one little injury. We never knew. But Chris Carson, top ten in yards and attempts. Do we see that again? I'm I'm kind of all in on Penny because Carson's ADP is a little too rich for my exactly. blood. I'd rather go for Penny. They took him in the first round. They want to use this guy. He's a big play guy. You can get him a lot later in drafts. Give me Penny. Give you Penny. Give me a little bit of DK Metcalf because the number one listed guy is Tyler Lockett. He's never had to be a number one. He has. He also is kick return, punt return. I don't like that look. Look for DK Metcalf to expand that route tree, which was something that people feared was going to be a, a downfall to him. But reports out of camp that he's doing great. And he's big, right? So maybe he'll get you some red zone looks. Yeah, for sure. Let's move along. Rams, we've touched. Yep. Cardinals, Seahawks. Yeah. So uh, let's get to that last one, right? Let's do that. Who are we leaving out here, Jerry? We're leaving out. Oh, we got to Niners. everybody. Yeah, we, uh, did, we hit that's Niners. That's what I was thinking in my head yeah. right now. Who did we leave out? No, we, Is there we, five or six teams no, in this division? We got to everybody. Okay. We're good. All right, we're good then. Um, we, I guess because a couple of these teams, they don't have much. Like, okay, the 49ers, and now that we have a few extra minutes, like, it's just tough. That's why, again, George Kittle sits at number two for me on his own because the lack of weapons and the way that Shanahan does his thing, I feel that he's gonna. he might end up being the number one. I think he could. I mean, what he had the most receiving yards for a tight end ever last year, right? Breaking Gronk's record. So the sky's the limit. It just worries me a little bit. You know, he wasn't a super high draft pick. His quarterback situation's a little scary. Like, when are we going to kind of be with Jimmy Garoppolo like is this guy ever going to actually play you yeah. know like he keeps getting hurt he hasn't played a whole lot and he's held in high regard but why yeah no definitely always look at that always look at recent advice last year going into the tight end position Trey Burton was everybody's favorite yeah now he finished seventh that's not bad but people wanted him to be a top three guy coming from that offense they thought he would be like a Kelsey no it just doesn't work that way something that does work our way and I'll just drop the pick now Liverpool I mean, I'm sorry, Arsenal's playing Barcelona. Be careful. It's a, a friendly type game. It's a build up. It's getting them ready to the uh, it's the last game before the season starts, which is coming up next week in the English Premier League. So take it easy. But I think we see goals again in these type of games. Defense is uh, isn't at a premium. They're trying to get the offense. It seems like to me, you know what I mean? And that's how yep. I always play it towards the end. So go ahead and play Arsenal, Barcelona over. That was the pick. That's what I'll be on. It starts at one o'clock sir you have one hour to get it in signing off we did it another week so we do it again for the squad andrew josh jerry bow and our man drew thanks for showing up and helping us out peace